Basically, after a year and a half, uh, it turned out that almost everything he had told me about his personal life was the product of years and years of delusion. Hey, um, how do I know you're in DC? How do I know you go to Northwestern? How do I even know you're Latvian? He would have really, really, really bad nosebleeds, mm -hmm. so bad that he would have to go get it cauterized at the hospital. Holy Cauterized. Shit. I'm not beautiful enough for someone to fall in love with me this much. Here's the thing is like, there's all these little details that I was just like, okay. Hi, I'm Brad Pike. And I'm Sarah Magnuson. And this is Blocked, a podcast about our nightmare dating experiences, where we do dramatic readings of people's horrific dating texts. Today's guest is Haley Fife. Hi, Haley. <laughs> How is LA? You kind of told us, but tell everyone else. Yes, LA was really nice for about three days, and now uh, it's unhealthy air quality and 85 degrees. So happy fall to all of you. Hey. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I know that you don't have texts, but your story is so crazy uh, yeah. that I don't think it needs texts. Uh, I did warn you. I yeah. did warn you that I had deleted almost everything yes. tangible, any any um, tangible, you know. And I think that was a healthy thing to do. So um, just to sort of, for those who don't know you, you're, you were a, uh, I don't, you, you were a performer in Chicago. You performed yeah. at IO Theater and the Playground and a bunch of places, Second City, I'm sure. And, uh, never Second City. Oh, Never Second City? Never Second City, big wow. shocker. Wow, they missed out. They huh? did. <laughs> I took classes. You took classes? Yeah, yeah, I took classes also. I did not. That doesn't count. <laughs> um, but yes, yes, in a former life, I was an actress. I did acting out here. And then it made me miserable, so now I'm a teacher. That's awesome. Oh, so you're fully a teacher now? Um, I mean, I'm in the process of looking for schools to get credentialed. So mm -hmm. like, but I still technically, my agents don't know, but yes, I'm not an actor. Anymore. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Whatever you. makes really, you happy. Really love, I'd really love to have consistent healthcare at some point in my life. So you deserve it. We all deserve. <laughs> yes, you do. We all do. So tell Thanks. us a little about uh, what the heck you're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I feel like I feel like just in case any I feel like I should use a fake name for him. I think that's fair. Many people do. The previous person that was on here used a fake name. Okay, great. Uh, but it was Ted. very close oh, to the real Ted. name. <laughs> yeah, I'm Ted. Um, so I was I dated someone for a year and a half, and um, for that entire year of a year and a half, I I really thought we were in like a really normal post college relationship, and then long story short or should i should i walk you through every aspect and should i keep the the surprise a surprise yeah um we can we can build up to the the surprise i guess uh he is okay. so like y you can like what what kind of person is is uh ted oh um it's like i think i have to bury my lead immediately because i don't know how we can discuss this like humans if i keep like hiding it okay mm -hmm. yeah um basically after a year and a half uh, it turned out that almost everything he had told me about his life, his personal life, was the product of years and years of delusion. So it was delusion a lot, a lot or just lying. deliberate lying. Deliberate lying. Um, 
both? That's a great question. My own brain is like, he he's ill. He was ill. And so in my mind, I can only believe it as um, the product of mental health, rather like poor yeah, sure. mental health rather than, like I think- Can, like, I, can I give my- like he moved out of Chicago after this all happened mm-hmm. and like moved back in with his mom and like got help as far as sure. I know. I have not talked to him. Um, but I did see him in Chicago like mm. last year. Ooh. Whoa. So my take, the reason that I sort of felt like it was deliberate was that it sure seemed like every time you were out of the apartment or like out doing your own thing, being your own person, that you would get a text from him demanding that you come home for some reason. Interesting. Um, I honestly have to say that I have like dark spots in my memory, like mm-hmm. not blackouts, but like I think that my brain has forgotten certain things to mm-hmm. protect itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I that's fair. <laughs> Hell yeah. have a lot of like issues. So yeah, yeah, I guess like, yeah, Brad, when we were... Yeah, I mean, while I was in daddy with you, yeah, I guess I guess he was going through, like, a lot. Like, I but, specifically remember in rehearsals, like, at least two or three times that I can yeah. specifically recall, you would get a text being like, uh, he Ted is going through some kind of, uh, he, he has, like, his head is hurting him or something like that, and I have to go home right now because only me being there somehow makes it better. Well, so, okay. I feel like I should tell it from the beginning. Sure, sure, I want to sure. know, yeah, so how'd you meet this person? Tell us, kind of set the scene if it was like before we knew this was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the year was 2014. Oh, if you good year, that. good year. Um, and the setting was the Chicago Diner Christmas party. Oh, that's so random. Very random. Because you um, worked there. I worked there. Not random anymore. Makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. I worked there. Um, So I was feeling frisky that night. I was really, you know, as only like a 22-year-old can be, I was like, I'm going to stick my tongue in someone else's throat tonight. Fantastic. Come hell or high water, I will make out. (laughs) So um, this cute boy walks in and like my coworker, my coworker was like, oh yeah, that's Ted. That's my boyfriend's best friend. So we were introduced. He like kind of crashed the party, kind of came as like a girl who I worked with, her boyfriend's friend. Like it, it was very normal. And uh, I went up to him and I talked to him and we immediately connected. Just, you know, like, you know, just like that, like Chicago bar thing where you're just like, like you're both just like into each other so easily and it's fun. Um, and, you know, I was like, where are you from? And he told me where he was from. And I was like, what do you do? And he's like, well, um, I, I go to, I, I'm at the grad school at Northwestern. And I was like, cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting my master's, but hopefully it's going to eventually become a PhD in political science. And I was like, oh, great. Uh, and he's like, yeah, because my whole family's from Latvia. I was born in Latvia and I'm studying like political science with an emphasis in the Baltic Sea region. And, you know, like we were just talking about this and, you know, at the time, I don't know, it was between becoming, going to Chicago for improv or going to grad school to become an American, uh, studies professor. So I was like drawn to the fact that he was getting his, you know, on the PhD track. 
And, but we were literally just chatting like, oh, what do your parents do? D -d -d -d. And he, I, I was like, so what do your folks do? I don't know. And he was like, oh, well, my dad is, uh, my dad's dead and my mom works in like computers. And I was like, oh, my mom is dead. And we were like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> Nothing like nothing to set a mood uh, <laughs> more than when a girl whose mom had died. Oh my God, your yeah. mom is dead. It's like a fucked up What's your name? Trap. Like the parent trap <laughs> is just so bad. Like so sad. Yes, yes, yes. It's like a fucked up parent trap. Um, except uh, not at all. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, we talked and talked, and uh, he left, and I got really pissed off that he didn't ask for my number. So I made out with another guy that night. Um, Good for you. And then uh, I was basically like waiting for a text, waiting for a text. He finally texted me. We went out. Uh, our first date was on like New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve. Our first date was on Christmas Eve. And so it just kind of like went pretty quickly from there. Uh, you know, we dated for a year and a half. And like he was the date to my dad's wedding. My dad got married to my stepmom and he it was a, it was only kids and their significant others. So like Ted went with me. It's very intimate. Uh, yeah, and he was he was like a humble square kid in like 2014 where when it was like I don't know. I guess humble I don't know. So that's humble very cool. Rapper. He was a very cool person. Well, his his friends were in the music scene mm -hmm. and it was just like I don't know. It it seemed really I don't know. Like I love that he had friends who were doing creative things. He was very I felt supportive and would like come to a lot of, you know, he came to my comedy shows and was like proud. Um, and you know, but we kind of had like, it, it was a pretty separate relationship. Like we'd spend maybe a few, two, three nights a week at each other's houses, but most of the time was spent apart because he was like in class and stuff. And, uh, there were other things about his life. Like he, he, he had a pretty traumatic childhood. His dad had apparently, um, been like abusive. Mm -hmm. And he had also told me that he had had a younger brother who had died in infancy, oh, wow. um, because of, like degenerative heart. <laughs> or like uh yeah and uh he had also told me that his mom was like recovering from cancer so you know he didn't tell me all of this at once he told me all of this over the span of like probably the first four months that we were dating mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like oh god this kid like he hasn't caught a break he just like you know he grew up like he told me his mom had had him when he was night she was 19 they were like you know, barely spoke English when they came here. You know, what am I going to say? Like, no. Right. Yeah. It's so, so specific. Yeah. So yeah, many you know, also, details. Uh, yeah. And also they're not crazy enough to be made up. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you know, it was just all of this stuff. Uh, what Brad is talking about is that um, so tr uh, Ted was a biker. Like uh, he was like a Chicago bike kid. Sure. And um would was like constantly biking and he apparently when i had met him was recovering from like a contusion a brain contusion and he had had like multiple contusions and concussions throughout his life so he suffered from like traumatic brain injuries oh like, my traumatic god traumatic brain injury and like suffered um and like because of that he would have really bad flashbacks he would sometimes get um basically like unmanaged episodes of anger and like mm -hmm. uh like i would come to his house and everything would be knocked off of his dresser oh room. wow um, and, and it, can i ask because i i've yeah. always wondered about this is yeah. was that true i have no idea um 
I I'm don't know. so suspicious. I don't yeah. know if I believe it. Because like, you know, his his uh his friends were music uh were music people. <clears> so like we would go to their shows and if they had strobe lights or something, we'd have to leave. Because oh, they wow. would like trigger his uh TBI. So like um so it's that a detail. If it if it was a lie, it was a very committed, mm-hmm. detailed lie. Yeah. So I talked to his best friend. Uh, anyway, so I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> very lead. No, it's okay. So like you know, we dated. As far as I knew, you know, like it wasn't perfect. I didn't think I was going to marry him, but we were like we were in love. I loved him. He had a lot of problems, but like you know, I also was unemployed for three months. I had like panic attacks and he would coach me through those like you know we were a couple a very like realistic like yeah and what brad's talking about is i was just like yeah i'm just like the person i'm dating just like has traumatic brain injury and i have to go like take care of this person sometimes Mm because i love them right um and so basically uh stuff happened at school and he tells me that he has a uh he got like a last minute um internship with uh like this uh he set like a three-letter organization right like fbi cia oh if you're in public policy again i know kids who had did internships with the cia in college Mm -hmm. like it's not crazy right Mm -hmm. yeah it was so weird they just kind of approached me they also wanted me to like be a part of going to nato because nato was in estonia or something that year and that's the baltic sea region and so he's like Anyway, I was just like, okay, here's the thing is like, there's all these little details that I was just like, okay, he's studying the Baltic Sea region, NATO's in Estonia or whatever, or Poland, like it was in the area and he could speak Russian and Latvian and Lithuanian. So I was like, okay. Um, So it sort of made sense. It makes total sense to me. I'm all right. I'm, I'm in, I'm down. Yeah. And he came back and was in my dad's wedding and then like flew back to DC and we would talk all that summer, you know, like he'd text me. He wasn't very communicative. He was a very bad texter. He'd go like a day without texting me and it would make me die. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like, where did you go? Did you throw your phone into the ocean? I'm asking if I'm going to see you later today. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> that was frustrating. And then I started listening to a bunch of podcasts. Um, I listened to uh, Risk risk podcast and Mm -hmm. um like at this american life back to back while i was working about partners deceiving partners yeah and and what's so funny is i listened to the same one i think it was at this american life same time yeah and i like i think i can't even remember if it was like i this was after you told me that i remember thinking like it's the same thing anyway yeah So I listened to that and I immediately just kind of like texted Ted and I was like, hey, um, how do I know you're in D.C.? How do I know you go to Northwestern? How do I even know you're Latvian? But like, why did I do that? Right. Well, you must have subconsciously had some idea. I would have said something to one of my partners. I'd be like, how do you, you know, I I would have done the same thing. But I was just like, he was like, LOL, are you spiraling? And I was like, LOL, yes. You know, like what Mm -hmm. couples do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually, I wasn't actually like telling him he was lying, but then he, he, so he called me later that day and was like, Hey, I, you know, I'm sorry. It's just been so crazy. I don't have any alone time and I'm not allowed to use my phone in the, you know, government building, which like, I don't know if that's true, but okay. Yeah. Uh, and 
was like, but I'm walking to the Washington Monument tomorrow and I'll send you a picture of me in front of the Washington Monument. And I was like, LOL, okay. Um, and the next day he did, he sent me like a very cute picture in his men's warehouse suit in front of the mm-hmm. Washington Monument. And I was like, cute. And then um, I got a text later that day, basically him saying like, hey, I walked all the way to Foggy Bottom in a suit. I started like getting really sick. Um, I'm kind of gonna gonna be incommunicado for like the weekend. And I was like, okay, mm. when I'm sick, I'm not away from my phone, but whatever. Uh, sure. And then he was like, can I call you on Monday at like six? And so Monday at six rolls around. He doesn't call, so I call him because <laughs> I'm impatient. And he picks up and immediately is like, hey. And I was like, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> and he's like, um, you were right. You were right. I was lying to you about everything. What? And I was like, this isn't a funny joke. What what's actually going on? And he was like, no, I um I, I I've been I just had a breakdown today. I'm I'm in, I'm not I'm not in DC. I'm in where he lives. And um, let's say he lives in Iowa. Uh he's like, I'm in Iowa with my mom. Um I was never in DC. And I was like, how did you take that picture in front of the Washington Monument? He's like, I flew to DC for 24 hours. What the fuck? I also just want the listeners at home to know that I'm not beautiful enough for someone to fall in love with me this much. First of all, not true. But also, (laughs) what the fuck? Uh, So basically he's like, and so I'm like, I don't believe you FaceTime me. So I get on FaceTime and it looks like he's fake crying. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, as you can see, I'm in Iowa with my mom. And I was like, put her on. I had never met his mom because every time his mom was going to drive to Chicago, she got sick. And uh, he put her on and she was like, my son is very sick. And I said, OK. And I got back on with Ted and I was like, do I need to get myself STI tested, like STD tested. And he was like, um, shockingly enough, I lied to you about everything. I did not cheat on you. And I was like, okay, I'm still going to get myself tested. Ugh. I did. I was fine. But like, uh, and then I kind of was like, okay, thank you for telling me. Good luck. And then um, that was kind of the last time I physically talked to him. He sent a, an email to me telling me when he was going to like get his stuff from Chicago. And I answered back saying that I dropped his stuff off with his friend and I peaced out and spent the rest of the year in like recovery. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my, like, okay. When you were talking to him and he revealed everything that night, where were you? And like, what I did was, you do? I was in my apartment at the time. I was subletting from a friend for like two months and I was in that apartment. Um, I was alone in the apartment Oof. or they were leaving well, and I was talking and I think they could see like panic. And I got off the phone and I cried Ugh. and I called my best friends and they came and like picked me up and got mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like everything after it, I, I use this term to talk about like my, uh, the death of my mom, but like it was a best case. It was a best case scenario for a worst case scenario mm-hmm. in the sense that like, I got the help I needed afterwards. I was able to like carefully fuck the people I needed to fuck to like get back into the yeah, dating yeah. and like trust the people I needed to trust and like 
I feel fine now. I'm in, you know, I live with my boyfriend. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, but for a little bit, I had, I had flashbacks and like, I had some, I had some, uh, PTSD from it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's crazy. There are still things, I mean, for a whole like year afterwards, I was like, I would be like, <gasps> he lied about that. Like it was like fucked up. That's so Raven where I'd like look backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, th- my immediate thought when, when you first told me, I was just thinking about the, those times when you got those texts and those phone calls about his brain acting up. And I was immediately oh, like, I don't believe the craziest thing. Sorry. I'm like remembering this. I do. I do also like, there are parts of him that are just literally like taken out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that I've just been like, nope in a way that I don't do about literally anything else, which I'm like, do I attribute that to my good parents? Like what happened where I could. (laughs) And I I remember you uh, kind of bragging on him in uh, rehearsals about, yeah, he's in the, he's like in uh, interning for the CIA and like talking about how he was like doing all this weird yeah, uh, I was proud. I thought he was doing great stuff. I mean, God help me. Uh, yeah. Oh, but the craziest thing about the brain injury thing is that he would have really, really, really bad nosebleeds mm-hmm. so bad that he would have to go get it cauterized at the hospital. Holy cauterized. shit. And I was there for the nosebleeds. And like it would get so, so he bad couldn't he fake was, that. He <laughs> so he really is that. unwell. Like there's something going on. Like, yeah. So I don't know if he actually had that. I. I, I have never, um, I've run into some of his friends since, and I, we don't really even touch the subject. I mean, if I found out that one of my best friends had done this to one of their partners, I could not be their friend anymore. Like I just, that would also throw me for a loop. Like that is yeah. so wild to me. Yeah, for a, there was one time where like, it was also little things cause I, uh, we cut off communication so abruptly that like uh, a few months later, I, he gave, he like sent me back. T- he had bought Hamilton tickets for Christmas for me. Oh. And so he like sent them back in to me in my name. But like, that was like six months after we broke up and it was like jarring to see something from him. Um, Did you and, go? Like, I did. Yes, of course. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's like quite a get, you know, yeah. like you yeah, want those tickets. Yeah. The thing is, is like it was, there are many insane things about the relationship, but like I, to save my own brain and heart am like, I did feel loved and respected, yeah. even if that was a lie, like that's what I lived it. I do think he did love me in a way. And I'm like, I, I kind of think about it as like a really normal relationship and that ended weirdly mm-hmm. rather than like a lie. Right. Because mm-hmm. that the way you felt, like the way he made you feel was real. Like mm-hmm. that's real. But yeah. like the, but you don't the sausage the is strange. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, oh, that is so hard. Yeah. And I also do know that like, I think he did have a really challenge. I think his dad was abusive to him mm-hmm. and his dad went to, jail at some point his dad's not dead but like it's stuff like i can understand why you would want to maybe some maybe like kill someone who abused you right right future brain like it was nothing oh this is so insane it's like it wasn't anything harmful 
all of the lies, if you like, were to make him or like all of the delusions were to make him seem more like important. Mm -hmm. But I would have loved him. I think I would have loved him whether or not he went to Northwestern, like right. whether or not his mom had had camp. Like I didn't give a shit about that stuff. Right. It's almost like the worst damage from that comes from just you trying to go out and forge new relationships with this weird experience in your pocket. It's like, well, how do I trust anyone ever again? <laughs> like yeah. that's so profoundly abusive of what happened to you. Like, yeah, ugh. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I think it's really morbid. Cause I was like, uh, the, the most fucked up thing I said during that time. And like the whole year afterwards, I was just like, Oh, woo! like, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm just going to live it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought. It wasn't important. No, but I was kind of, I think I was like, if this were to ever happen to me again, I'll just kill myself because <laughs> the odds are so good that it will never happen again. Right. That like, it's, I, I feel like it's, it, it's the good thing was that it wasn't cheating because that is even, that's more nor like that yeah. happens more often. Yes. This one is so out of left fucking field that you're like, LOL, that was crazy. But like odds are good that it won't happen again. Right. Oh, <laughs> I think the fact that he flew to Washington DC is at once like, I mean, he really was desperate to like cover those. Yeah. He, I mean, I can't he imagine. Got caught, he got caught in the, in the, in his own web. <laughs> Why I call them delusions is that like, he told basically the same thing to me that he told his mom, his mom thought he was going to grad school, that he told his friends that he told my dad, like it was all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Which is also why it was never like, I think he was probably, honestly, I think I was probably like three months, two months away from catching something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about moving in together. And I think that that was like making him, this is also all like, I'm like, LOL, I don't know. Um, But I'm like, maybe that was freaking him out in the sense that like we were getting, we were talking about it and that like he wouldn't be able to cover his tracks. Mm Mm-hmm. I asked him what he was doing when he'd like get up at seven and take the red line or take the purple line into Evanston. He was like, I would get up and I'd go to Northwestern and I'd go to the library and I'd download the syllabi and I'd do the reading. (gasps) Wow. Wow. He would do the readings. Which like, this is what he told me again, unreliable narrator. So Like, I don't know if that's true. But it really reminds me of, in in the This American Life story, the guy gets up every day, puts on a suit, pretends to go to work, Mm -hmm. sits on a bench, and and just waits eight hours to go home. That's like, you've got to be unwell. Like, you can't just be an asshole. There's got to be something wrong with you. you, Because you're also putting yourself, and I'm not trying to sympathize with this person, with Ted, but like, you've got to, you're putting yourself through such hell too. Like, and it's, I, it's I kind of like only feel sad for him because yeah. like yeah. I got to be like wild and sexy and free afterwards and be like, ah, I got traumatized. Whereas he has to live with the fact that he like fucked over someone he loved for the rest of his life. Right. I get like a fun backstory. 
Oh my God. I, you know, it's a very th- nice way to think it of it. It is the nicest possible way. I'm constantly so impressed with the women on this podcast because <laughs> yeah. they're so much better than I am and how I would be. Oh, I think it's if I were to give in to the other feelings, I would want, I, I would be so angry I wouldn't be able to function. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, oh, and then like twi- the, the fun ending to this is that uh, a few months ago, maybe a year ago, I was in Chicago for a wedding and my boyfriend and I had like split up for the day because he wanted to go to Chinatown karaoke and I did it. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to go like walk around and listen to music and like be the main character. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like walking up, uh, I was like walking past, I can't say, uh, I'm like catching myself so that I don't, you know, fuck this guy over. But uh right, saving him still. Right, uh I know. But I was walking past a restaurant that I knew he liked. And as I'm walking past, he comes out of the kitchen carrying food. And I ducked behind a car. And then I thought to myself, no, I want him to see me and I want to look like good. I want him to know that I'm fine, that uh-huh. like I am good. He didn't do anything to me. So I walked away. I didn't say hi. I really wanted to. I didn't, but I did shake and I did cry. And then I was fine. Oh my God. Oh. I'm so impressed with you as a person. Oh, oh my God. No, please. This oh. is also like, this is just how my brain dealt with it. Mm-hmm. There, There's no like right or wrong. This is just like where my brain went was like, I think so much to self-preservation that I'm like, Haha, no, it was like crazy. It was so great. I do this with my mom's death too. I'm like, nothing happened to me in high school. And like I'm, my friend Jason is like, no, your mom died in high school. And I'm like, right. oh yeah, that's so wild. Right. Oh my God, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's, I am fine though. Like, I know like, that's what I can't like, part. like, I believe it. I see it. You look beautiful. I, I, like everything looks perfect, but I'm just like, how does someone triumph over such a brain fuck? Like, because I had so many people around me who were like, we've got you. And, um, I started dating immediately because mm-hmm. it was one of the great joys of my life. And, um, all of the, I mean, most of, most of, most of the guys were just like super lovely. Mm-hmm. I was only kind of like a hundred percent honest and they were really nice about it. And I mean, guys, it, like I, like I fucked the world. I fucked like <laughs> three people. Um, but like everyone was super nice and lovely. And like, I was just kind of able to bear my soul to like Brad or you and like not remember it. Like I was safe mm-hmm. to kind of be like blah, 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 blah at IO or whatever mm-hmm. drunk and like go home and then like have no consequences about that. Right. So I think that let me just kind of like really like go through it. I'm sure I was really annoying to some people. <laughs> How nice too that like Ted was not in the comedy community. So you didn't also have to like protect him, deal with his friends. Mm-hmm. Like you could just be honest about what a shitty thing this was without having to protect anybody all the time. Yeah, that was a joy. Although at one point I was walking up to um, a scout show and I was like, deek, dee, dee, I'm feeling good. There's a chill in the air. I'm (laughs) over it. And I saw one of Ted's like friends of a friend and I was like, oh, hey. And he was like, hey, 
how's Ted? And I was like, we're not together anymore. And like immediately <laughs> went to the bathroom to be like, <laughs> yeah. and then go out and make them up, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. my God. <laughs> oh that my was God. Kind of hell. <laughs> but now you are living with a partner and mm-hmm. you are teaching. I love, I also love every time you say I'm doing fine. You, you gesture behind you at the, sh- at the, like whatever sh- a beautiful with, bar cart. A yeah, beautiful bar cart with alcohol plants, on it as if that's indicative. A picture in a frame, but it's like a beautiful <laughs> yeah, yeah, LA home. It I looks have great. a bar cart, a framed picture, and a currently growing plant. What else yes. is there? It looks there? great. Like, and you yeah. look wonderful. Like, you look, a, you look darling. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I just got out of the shower. You look great. <laughs> My God. My God. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I mean, fuck. Meet the parents as soon as possible. That is mm-hmm. my uh, motto from now on. Okay, I love that. That's a great note to uh, to leave on. I think, um, Haley, do you? Uh, I, it doesn't sound like it, but do you have any plugs? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every time I, have- I I say it, people just laugh derisively yes. at me. <laughs> yes. No, I'm yeah. like, what do I plug that I? Uh, oh, my plug is that. This is a personal plug. Mm-hmm. My plug is that my fifth grade, I taught a silent film unit and my entire fifth grade did some of the most amazing silent films ever. So those YouTube clips are coming to a privatized school email address. Nice. Nowhere near you soon. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Good for you. Good for you <laughs> and your students. So if you are part of that privatized email uh g- community then yeah if you're part of the wildwood elementary community get on those silent film youtube clips that's so cool also it's great that you're so interested in the teacher of your kids and like Mm -hmm. uh i hope that (laughs) (laughs) and now you know her past yeah (laughs) now you know her past and isn't that interesting that every teacher has a whole life True. Oh, they know it. Sometimes I am like, open it up for personal questions and I let them ask me what they want to ask. That's awesome. I think it's funny. I do too. What's your worst relationship? (laughs) Here's my podcast episode. Girls like to ask, a lot of the girls are like, do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, yes, you've met him. (laughs) Like, come on, y'all. Yeah, he's right there. Um, do you have a sex tape and can we watch it? <laughs> That's a no. Sex tape? No. But I do have hidden naked pictures on my own phone. Good for, for you. Like, on your own phone. That's good. Good for you. Just for like a surprise when and if he wants one in the future, or I might forget about them. <laughs> so for when someone's like, uh, when the, the police are scrolling mm-hmm. through the phone later. <laughs> I feel like, but she looked good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so I'm Brad Pike. I'm Sarah Magnuson. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Our theme music is by Groovebox, a.k.a. Dylan Carey, who has a comedy special on YouTube. And you can check him out on Instagram at underscore Groovebox underscore. Editing by Gabby Gottlieb with production help from Jason Ryder. And special thanks to Patreon subscribers April Adams, Andrew Akrabov, Sam Bowers, Ann Welty, Adam Kershat, Kayla Brecken, and Susie Carroll. And if you like this podcast, check out one of our other Devil's Daughter podcasts like Talking Shop, 
in which hosts James Dugan and Rob Grabowski interview comedians in the Chicago comedy community about life, comedy, and everything in between. Or Dear Diarrhea, a podcast where guests read their embarrassing diary entries, poetry, music, and stand-up. And Devil's Daughter is now offering online improv workshops and classes through partnerships with local BIPOC improv teams and donations to social justice organizations. Your class tuition helps fund and grow our community. Check out Devil's Daughter's Instagram and Facebook for more information. Boop. Devil's Daughter. Devil's Daughter. Devil's Daughter. Hey, Devil's Daughter. I remember them.